0: Here again, we bought a mic, vroom, vroom, down the road. Did the song just end? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the song over? Well, here we are. <laughs> the end of another theme song. Oh, <laughs> we, uh, we bought
2: a
0: mic. Bought, we broke a mic. We bought a trip down Nostalgia Road. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Welcome to We Bought a Mic a Pop Culture Podcast, where every week we talk... Um. Yeah, <laughs> nostalgia trips. All right, audience. We gotta give some background Listen, on what just I'm, happened before. I'm too shook. We we we're gonna talk about El Camino, a Star Wars in due time
1: story. Breaking Bad, but Breaking Netflix, Netflix original. But uh, there, there have been since the le- since the breaking news of like one hour ago. There's further developments. Are, is the catch up gonna be posted before this episode? No. Damn it. Well, I, ca- I can. Yeah. Should can, I just for the sake of continuity. Okay. In the Renner cinematic so universe. You,
0: if you've listened to our ketchup episode, now, you know uh, that we devoted our new segment to the developments of Jeremy Renner. Yeah. Um, uh, possibly threatening to murder suicide, his wife.
1: Yes. And, and d- now did I talk about how I posted on his app? Yes. I think I did. Yeah. So I made a post that was just a screenshot of the news And that was an hour ago. I said, Jeremy Renner's ex-wife says he put gun in mouth and threatened to kill her. And I just said, thoughts with a question mark and a frowny face. Uh, And I put it in like the fan post section where it's just all like old women. And I got one response and it was someone named Boo Boo. And they said, sure, a damn lie from the damn ex-wife exclamation point. And you know it's old person when they have a space and then an exclamation point. Mm-hmm. You know it's a middle-aged person, at the very least. It's
2: like... Uh, it's That's the old woman version of, like, how old men always use
1: ellipses and everything. Yeah. So that was my one comment. And now, I can only see that because I posted it. But... The whole entire fan feed of the Renner app has now been completely replaced by just a, li- a hyperlink to his website. Or not a hyperlink, but his website is just embedded into the app now. <laughs> the fan feed section is gone. I think that I've gone and ruined the Renner <laughs> app. The one remaining vestibule of the Renner app, the one part that was still left. Uh, I'm so sorry to all the Deborahs and Susans. Well, we should there. also say that uh, now
0: the thing being pushed... To the media is this new song yes. that he recorded. Jeremy for Renner the is the film uh, Arctic Dogs.
1: He's taking a page out of the Trump handbook and he's creating a media <laughs> he's frenzy. He's creating a media frenzy that we just can't help but bite on yeah. to distract us from the fact that he did and threaten to kill his ex-wife. And
0: here we are, <laughs> humble movie podcasters, <laughs> Wait, trying to talk about the newest movie. We're we're a
2: Jeremy Renner podcast at this point. Nobody cares about our takes yeah. on everything else. We're here yeah. to break news on Jeremy so Renner.
1: The uh, all of the the first videos that show up on JeremyLeerenner.com because he couldn't get just jeremy renner <laughs> apparently um all that pops up is these lyric videos and behind the scenes footage of him doing the soundtrack for arctic dogs <laughs> Colon, uh what arctic is it just hounds of justice yeah it, 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 well, it used to be like operation dog <laughs> or yeah. some some bad shit like that Anyway, he did uh, it seems like all the songs for this movie mm-hmm. and there are there's a lyric video that looks like it was whipped up in movie maker in about 10 minutes mm-hmm. uh like you noted ernie it really fits with the ui of the renner app yeah it, it's the aesthetic
0: the vi- overall yeah. vibe message yeah, it's like, target audience it's like
1: found footage style like intentional <laughs> low effort and yeah. then also th- like whatever the default
0: font yeah. for that animation um, yes, is
1: like ariel bold movie maker yeah like, they don't even edit it's like anything. Calibri. <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway there's also BTS scenes that are like a, 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 ch- a minute and a chunk each of just him singing in the studio, just ha- goofing off, having a good time. Uh, there's one about the songwriting process of, the- <laughs> of these songs. that are So like these all three chord songs that he's made. All of
0: this is just yet another step in the uh, ongoing saga of Jeremy Renner. And... We will continue to cover this.
2: I mean, you guys know we have to see Arctic Dogs now. For Arctic <laughs> Dogs, for those of you who don't know, it's the next big hit from Entertainment Studios. That's just that's <laughs> the name of the production company. Is Entertainment are they American
0: Studios. Asian? Um,
2: Oops. uh, well, they are a. Uh, <laughs> I guess they're American. They they're they're based out of movies? California. Um, nothing that you've heard of. Um, they've made a series. Uh, they. <laughs> <laughs> they own the weather
0: channel <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing so this, this movie is going to have a some nice thing. like meteorologists. this is uh, like so dirty agenda. saudi money i mean like, we this, should say this, this is oil money is, the
2: director of this movie is from the sick twisted mind aaron woodley who previously made the movie
1: uh spark cool hmm. cool from the sick twisted <laughs> mind that gave you local on the Eights. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this i this is like gotta be some front like just for jeremy renner's music career unfortunately though it's a bad front oh, because it's not gonna make any money that
0: honestly that makes more sense than them making a movie and then being like well who should we get to voice the lead fox yeah uh, that well, jeremy renner guy's <laughs> high. no no he'll probably do renner all the song. just think about this project. his
2: yeah. co-star in this movie is also problematic actor james franco <laughs> And poor Heidi yeah. Klum is stuck in the middle of this meat oh, sandwich. No. Tommy Heidi Lee Klum Jones is in the mix. John
0: Cleese se- is in here. If, I mean, Cleese is problematic. Tommy too. Lee Jones plays a cell phone. <laughs> Let's not forget that he plays
1: an Arctic cell phone. This is, anyway, this is, this is oil money movie. Like I this is, if I you can't. ever, if you ever talk to someone who works like deep in LA, they will tell you a lot of this shit is funded by companies that they do not want to learn about because it's companies, the money is coming from people in like some bizarre, like from the like, Kuwait who have billions of dollars built on the backs of, like, but slaves. But why, why a, a kids animated movie? Because it's, like, like dirty, easy. Are they going put
0: subliminal messaging in it to, like, yeah, it's buy d- ExxonMobil? Well,
1: no, it's going to be about Arctic dogs that just want to see the beach, and eventually Earth gets hot enough that it's all beach, and oh. they end up happy. Oh. I'm so fascinated Great. by looking into <laughs>
2: this entertainment studios, and I'm more and more believing that it's not real. They have a, they've they made a couple of game shows called Funny You Should Ask, and Who Wants to Date a Comedian? Yikes, nobody. <laughs> the, uh, in and this, then also in this climate, a <laughs> bunch of a bunch of like courtroom drama shows called America's Court with Judge Ross, Supreme Justice with Judge Karen, The Verdict <laughs> with Judge Hatchet.
0: Judge Karen I mean, I mean, honestly, there's a ton of Judge Karen as known as Karen from the Jeremy There's Ringer a ton rap. of yeah. like D list, <laughs> C list entertainment that never sees the light of or not or not sees not doesn't see the light of day, but maybe it ends up on like things that nobody watches. You know, like daytime yeah. TV. And um, wait,
2: okay. So I I did. I'm not giving this movie no, this uh, production company enough credit. They did. They have made some movies, including Forty Seven Meters Down and the sequel that came out earlier this year, big summer blockbuster Forty Seven Meters Down Colon Uncaged. And these, um, this is not the they Franco also made movies where
1: he's stuck under a rock. No.
2: Uh, Chappaquiddick,
1: which was actually a movie of somewhat note.
2: Uh, kind, of, kind of. Kind of. Kind of came um, out.
1: El, El Camino is a Netflix movie uh, <laughs> written and directed by yeah. Vince Gilligan. We we bought a mic, a pop culture podcast. <laughs> a fun mix of uh, fun
0: Jeremy banter. Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner and careful Renner analysis. I'm Ernest.
2: Yeah. Go ahead. I'm... I can't even think. I'm Hunter
1: Mobley, yeah, um, And I am I am sincerely sorry to any of the middle-aged women who I've displaced from their number one <laughs> nesting ground online. Well, the story continues.
0: We don't know
1: I exactly mean, where it ends and where it begins. I'll tell you right now, I don't think that fan feed is coming back. <laughs> like, I think it's gone, man. <laughs> At the very least, when this all blows over and Arctic Dogs is a big hit and we all love it, then they'll bring back the, the fan feed. But So we were...
0: Come in here with, with one goal in mind to <laughs> review this movie. And now all I can think about is Jeremy Renner, but we're we're gonna talk about this movie. So
2: we're gonna every time that we say a character's name for this podcast, we're just gonna refer to them as Jeremy Renner.
0: <laughs> oh man, remember that scene where Jeremy Renner came and it was a big
1: big moment? Oh man. It is a good segment <laughs> ideal. Like would Renner improve the movie? to to steal from yeah where would you put him i yeah. mean
0: this is different because this is already an established yeah. story established world you can't
1: just shoehorn in I renner would, i would like if he were one of the the uh tow truck company like the lackeys that yeah, are like not actually that don't want to be involved s- perfect because he, so he's we, a coke boy yeah we or should. the main or the main guy i don't want him in it that much i want to i want to see him i don't want to hear him I I want to see him. I know you do. <laughs> You're the only You're one. You're still on board after everything. You want him
2: went. to like threaten to fucking take you out with a murder suicide. You be yes, like, "Please, take me I out want, with you." Daddy. I
0: want my blood on Get his Get your brains
2: in my face and my mouth. <laughs> we should say I'm assuming that this whole podcast is at least going to be spoilers for Breaking Bad the show um sure yeah i mean look we if can you're talk about how we think what we think about it overall but if you're just like oh i guess there's a three minute recap i'll just check that you, out instead of watching think, the show do we
0: think people are generally gonna do that are there gonna be can, people that are gonna jump into this movie without watching any of the show
2: i will guarantee you that there is at least somebody who has done that
0: okay i well, mean if, there if are people that, have done everything if you're that person and you enjoyed the movie uh how <laughs> Uh, Let me know. Uh, I'm honestly intrigued and interested, but I think most people have seen the show that are interested in the movie. Like that's what the whole hype is around. That's how yeah we're spoiling the show. Period. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, I mean if you don't, if you're like in the middle of watching it and you've somehow have never been spoiled, then. You know, finish your your watch and then go into El Camino. But the only way to talk about this movie is to spoil uh, Breaking Bad. But I think we can share some thoughts about the movie um, before spoiling the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we can be brief on that front because Netflix made a point to like not share anything. I, I know there was one trailer that came out that I kind of tried to stay away from, but I I knew I was going to see this. They... Uh, successfully like eventized the film. They are like, it's coming. It's on Netflix. You got to watch it. Uh, we're not going to tell you details about it. You just got to see it. They made a big deal out of it and, and, and successfully uh, got a lot of eyes on. It. I mean, obviously, they're not going to reveal unless they want to exactly how many people did. But based on Internet hype, I, I feel like the movie was a, a moderate hit, you know, I yeah. think if it would have come out in theaters, uh, it probably would have done, you know, 30, 40 million Apparently or something it is, like it is that.
2: playing in some select theaters in New York and L.A., probably so that they can be like an Emmy consideration for a TV movie.
0: Yeah, I know. I, I don't know the gonna, exactly
2: the rules are for those kind of things. They,
0: but. I feel like the rules change every year yeah. with that. It, like, this is changing so much. But I think that's a good way to, to maybe uh, start the conversation is like, you know, you this is a a, a movie. That is continuing the story of a television series, uh, a television series that had a lot of cinematic uh, qualities to it, but still a television series. And now with the onslaught of streaming and and that that line being blurred, it's like, oh, we have a film, but it still exists in, in on the small screen. So I'm curious, like, without really getting into details, like what you guys thought of the movie and, and what you think of it as a movie, because well, that's how it's being presented to us.
2: Well, that's what, I mean, what you were saying was leading right into what I was going to say was that this, this movie is beautiful. I yeah, mean, the Gilligan production is, design, oh, Vince Gilligan, so good. The direction is incredible. The acting is incredible. Overall. It has so many amazing aspects to it and it is completely inconsequential. Um, <laughs> it doesn't really add a whole lot to the story. Uh, not to
0: the story but to
2: the I don't but the thing is I don't it, it's inconsequential but that's not that I didn't love being back in the world and that's and that's, that's, that's I what think it is the, that, the whole thing
0: that's but in what that it way, is way it
2: does come across especially certain moments are just straight up fan service and there's no other way around that than yeah. they are fan service yeah. but I think that I think that there is a way to do fan service right and I think that for the most part this does do it right i mean this you asked if this is a movie, and I think of it more as just a uh, two to three episode epilogue of yeah. the show, um, more than a movie itself. Uh, I, If you try and think about this as just a movie, it kind of falls apart because there isn't really like an... I guess they try and frame it like there's a narrative arc but the narrative arc is so reliant on the strings around it that yeah. have already been set up. You got to know, it doesn't
1: work as a movie. You got to know who Jesse is. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, you know, we say this about Marvel too. Like
2: that's true. Yeah, that's true. And a lot of this times
1: movie Marvel yeah. movies don't work as a movie. Yeah. This movie is relying entirely on the fact and I'm not dissing it, but we have like a, uh, 10 year relationship with this man. Like that's what the movie is. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's banking on the fact that we want to know what happened to Jesse after he gets away because it's not like he's home clear. Like that like there was a purpose for this movie when a lot of like times when a character or a an IP is revived. It's really beating a dead horse. There was a question there, like an inherent question. He gets away, but like one of the final questions of Breaking Bad, aside from all the ethereal, like was Walt good shit? He wasn't, spoiler alert. But. Uh, is like what What about after <laughs>
2: well I mean no I remember us having this conversation like after because we watched the season finale together and I remember us being because the last shot that we see of Jesse is him in the car like kind of just crying like breaking down driving off
0: and smiling and was a this, little bit he
2: looked kind of happy yeah and, he and broke there's in this, and defeated, there's a split of you're like oh my god he got away or like oh, he's he? definitely going to get arrested yeah like, he's definitely like he is not going to escape this like yeah, there's line. no
1: amount of people he could turn turn in that would get him off so so it, right. so
0: it is it did it left it open but it left it open for a reason yeah um, it's it's not that see in, in my opinion that ending is so perfect that it's not like oh my god we need to know we need the story because it, like you kind of just said it, it the options are limited you know we can kind of deduce what is yeah. uh available in his immediate path going forward yeah. and th- this movie explores that and and uh in some ways it's surprising and in other ways it isn't i mean it's it's a lot of uh i, I think a lot of it is kind of a, a repeat of the final moments of breaking bad when wall uh you know uh, goes to New Hampshire and assumes mm. a, a new life, a, a, a tiny little bit it's of Felina that it's,
2: for Jesse It, much, it, it yeah.
0: stretches out that and in, in, into, into more detail. And I think that the movie has a lot of things that, that um, uh, make it uh, more interesting than just a regular old um, episode of Breaking Bad, you know,
1: like certain directorial decisions, certain yeah. story decisions, it has, um, it has a bit of a different look to it. It's not as yellow. Yeah. Uh, it, it has it has a lot more darker tones than Breaking Bad did. Uh, and also, I like the shot style is oftentimes like very different, but not in a, a negative way at all. Like overall, uh, i I'm kind of on the same page as you, Hunter. like I, I it was a pleasure for me to like be reintroduced to this world. Uh, it, it was a pleasure to see these actors playing these characters specifically, particularly Aaron Paul like, I don't, I don't know. Has he done anything good? Well, that, I think that's <laughs> well, part I mean, of it. I think Bojack, that's, if you consider that. Yeah. That, yeah I don't, I feel like you could replace him with almost anyone in Bojack. Yeah.
0: I think it's interesting. This role, you know, Jesse finds himself in, in a, uh, in a situation where he's like really trapped mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, he doesn't really have many options. Uh, I mean, we get flashbacks where we see him literally trapped in that cage um, and I think that Aaron Paul is kind of trapped to this role a little bit. And so it's interesting to see this kind of meta mirror of, of uh, the actor and the character. I, I, I'm always fascinated by things like that, how uh, Aaron Paul tried to be an action star. He did. Fast need, and Furious. Need, it was Need for Speed. Ew. Need for Speed. And it Even better. And nobody cared. Nobody saw it. And they didn't give him another opportunity. I mean, he's done... He did, like, a Hulu show. Yeah. He's on the new season of Westworld. Yeah, he's so, for sure
1: around. Yeah, you're right about Westworld. Yeah, that's a big deal. But but he... W- I think they were trying to set him up as, like, the next big thing. Yeah, and, I mean, it happens all the time. You know, you take someone from a show. You're like, hey, this is a movie guy now. And then, you know, the, the masses go, no, it's not.
2: Yeah, well, I mean... <laughs> but
1: he's so good as Jesse is the yeah, thing.
2: That's the thing, is that this role has kind of cannibalized a lot of people's careers because it was especially towards the end, like uh, you now see I'm, I'm blanking on the actress's name, um, but who played Skylar and uh, especially for her because of a whole and a gun and a gun because of a whole air net culture. People being like, Skylar's a bitch. She doesn't understand. She's trying to stop Walt. And that it's was, like, do you watch was, the show? That was do you know how bad of a person this is? Skylar's not even hot. And a gun was there supposed is, to
0: be on a sitcom but, with Andy Daly.
2: Well, this no, but this show really has like it cannibalized some people's careers. And like, some people will always like do the kind of lip service of saying this was the best experience of their life, but in a way any, anytime that you're on a role like that, I mean even something like James Gandolfini with the Sopranos. After that, he was just known as the guy from yeah, the Sopranos. It's, like, it's it just kind happens. Of, it's anything. a
1: double-edged sword because it's also... Uh, it's not as though Aaron Paul were a classic lead at any point in his career. He doesn't look like a like a lead lead. He looks like a guy who you could be convinced, kind of like Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. He looks like a guy that if you told me like, yeah, this is the lead, I'd be like, all right. And the way, It's not like a given, though. The so, way
0: they wrote Jesse was so genius because he kind of like immediately just comes off as this kind of idiot, guy like you know yeah dumb shit uh, yeah a little 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 dumbo and uh as the show goes on you realize that there's so much more to this guy and i know famously uh, you know that character wasn't supposed to be a main character he Mm -hmm. was supposed to die but um uh aaron paul was so good that they kept him around and they there's just so many layers to to him and he there he has like this heart of goal and that's why you're so kind of heartbroken when things uh, when bad things happen to him because you know Walt is behind everything and if if only he hadn't agreed to cook meth with walter white this guy maybe
1: would have had a better life but also maybe not but but maybe maybe not (laughs) yeah yeah.
2: probably not i mean there and there is one moment that happens that we won't spoil that they get into where it is like a very like roll eye rolly kind of a fan service type of scene with a certain cameo that pops up which i'm sure that Everybody, including myself, assumed was going to happen at one point, but they do kind of articulate that about maybe Jesse was lucky to kind of fall into this situation at a young age because of if they would have uh, gotten out of it early enough, then maybe he would be set up for life uh, doing these kind of things. Um, That being said... This show did make me want to go back and revisit the show, which I I told you guys a little bit off air that I started doing a little bit of a rewatch. And as soon as I was done with El Camino, after watching the uh, season finale of Succession, I just started watching Breaking Bad again because Breaking Bad is a fucking amazing show. Yeah, like, and one of the greats. It's, I just wanted to be back into this world and spend more time in here. And I we should also use this to say some of the other uh, acting roles that was in here, we don't often do in but since he just died, yeah. Robert Forster... It was so great great. to see him back here as Ed. He's Um, great. I
1: mean, he's incredible.
2: He's so good, especially whenever you consider him as like maybe a like an aged version of Max Cherry from from Jackie Brown. They kind of are a little bit in the same universe as each other. Mm, Great sad eyes. I love Robert First Robert Forster so much Um, and Jesse Plemons, um, dude, give me the origin <laughs> story for Jesse Plemons. I want that. If they're going to make another breaking bad story, I want like yeah. breaking Todd. It was funny I want that.
0: how they were. You, Jesse Plemons is like a lot heavier than he was when yeah. he played Todd. <laughs> <laughs> and how they were trying to frame him with like the grate of the cage in the way. So you couldn't tell, but then, you he's know, he's always he
2: wearing like baggy, <laughs> baggy yeah, sweaters and stuff he's, he's a thick in boy. like the summer of Albuquerque. Yeah. He's just
1: wearing winter. also big shouts to uh, the character, Jesse, you know, he was, he was starving in a cage, but he did gain weight. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, we, should, a probably, beard a we should probably get into spoilers because i want to talk about these performances more and that requires a spoiler i'm not comfortable saying anything beyond what we've already sure said. yeah
0: no i i mean like i said if 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 you uh, if you are into Breaking Bad, like watch this movie. Come on, if you've seen the show, watch the movie. There's not that much. Yeah, to this convince isn't you not like on
2: it. this. This isn't a movie where like it like ruins the show. Or no, anything like not that. At like all. it's not. It, no. Like I said, like this made me. I, that's why I brought up me wanting to go back and watch the show because it was nice to be back in this world. And I was like, cool. I want to spend more time here. I'm it, just going to keep rewatching Breaking it, Bad.
0: It, I'll I'll voice one final spoiler-free thing, which is I'm a huge fan of Better Call Saul. And that show explores this universe in really interesting ways every season, and, and it goes into new characters and new directions, and it takes this idea of a prequel and does it in a really compelling way where it constantly reminds you that it is a prequel and that you know where this character is going to go, and it makes a tragic story out of that, and um, and Vince Gilligan is behind that show; like he works on it. He, he didn't hand it off to, to anybody else. This movie, I think, uh, didn't do that at all. And I think that's fine. I honestly don't have a problem with it. But to me, Br- uh, Better Call Saul is a, an excellent, superbly made show. I think El Camino is just—it's good. It's well, good. It's—it's it's not. It—it it doesn't quite like reach the heights of Breaking Bad or Saul. But it is nice to be with these characters again and it is nice to to just have one final little moment in 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 the storyline.
2: So, I mean, we can use this moment to transition into spoilers, yeah, so spoilers, spoilers, spoilers right now. With all the hype that this movie was built up to be, for you guys, did it live up to the hype? In well, some
1: ways, yes. And also Not, the the yeah. hype was, you know, it's hard, like, the sourcing it was, of it. It's not like they were plugging it 24-7 for, no. like, months. No, so it was it
2: was an internet-built hype. Uh, but It was just like Vince Gilligan wouldn't go back to this world unless he has something compelling to say. Unless, but
1: he's unless done, someone wrote him a seven-figure check. <laughs> <laughs> but, he, but he's done
0: uh, uh, Better Call Saul, so he's gone back to the world. Yeah, that but I like, mean, that's a stupid... But to continue,
2: yeah. the st- that was the whole... Inter- I feel like it's not so much Vince Gilligan and the
1: cast. It was more so internet-built, but there was... A palpable hype well of course uh released. for me it lived up to my expectation because i at first was not excited for it i did i didn't feel there was a need to do it and then as we inched toward it like the, the just the inklings that i heard from it and the reception of the trailer which i never even the saw the teaser
2: is amazing it, yeah it got one of the great i, I, oh, I watched it
1: after history. i saw it and I was, yeah I, it got me very excited and so it lived up to that middle ground of like Well, I'm not 100% sold that it'll be a masterpiece, but I'm glad that I saw it. Like, I'm glad it exists. Yeah, Even, even though it's not on par with most of Breaking Bad, in my opinion. There are a couple key issues. One that's like not even too much of a spoiler. Vince Gilligan isn't a movie writer. He's a TV writer, and mm-hmm. you can you can feel that a few times where yeah, he's strug- He's struggling with wanting to let things play out in real time, but then there are stakes and a plot mechanic that he just has to move along. Mm-hmm. Also, there are maybe too too many coincidences in the script that are just like silly. The first one is fine because they make a little joke about it where he's like, oh, your car got low jacked this minute. Oh, what a coincidence. <laughs> you know, but then after that, there are others and you can tell that he's not used to having to, you know, he's not used to time constraints in any capacity. He's been telling the same story for like 15 years now. And almost. The, <laughs> the
0: flashbacks, I think, um, could have been done a little bit better. Um, you know, we, we have this main plot line of Jesse uh, hiding out and trying to get the money to pay uh, Max, uh, Cherry, <laughs> Ed, <laughs> uh, to uh, to smuggle him to a new life, yeah. That's that's
1: our plot line, yeah. And and we don't know even we... know why he's getting the money at first, first, right? We're just watching him look for money, yeah. <laughs> but we can, I mean,
0: we can yeah, guess, yeah, you know, folks. we saw Walt do it, we saw Saul do it. Um, and we keep flashing back to like breaking bad like season 5 era uh, yeah, things that we missed exactly with, and with todd and and there are moments where it really works specifically like this some of this todd stuff in the apartment where we're seeing the apartment how it used to be and then how todd, it is todd's
1: and, a fucking legend
0: oh man dude Jesse plemons I mean, is slimy so and <laughs> and really just it gives me this fucking shakes to Todd see in a guy.
2: way has like, like Jesse Plemons has kind of come out in a weird way. Like the best of everyone who was on the cast mm-hmm. because people are just like, Oh, he wasn't in the show enough to be known as an iconic character, but we know
1: how he's slimy we know he's goddamn and good. like, think
2: about a movie like game night that he's in. Like you see him and immediately you just do not trust this yeah, guy. I mean, he, like, he has you a, a face <laughs>
1: that you hate. He's punchable and, that is one of the best written uh, sociopaths of all time. Well, well, there's
0: a performance,
1: too. Well, of course. I mean, and there's an article I'm going to reference that that uh, proves that there was a lot of improvisation, and that's not the case with most of Breaking Bad. Hmm. Um, so I do want to I want to
2: get into one thing that you said about the, uh, the apartment sequence, because I think that, that was the best part. But before that, um, one other thing that you were saying, Drew, about how you could tell that Vince Gilligan is not a movie writer is take, for example, the welding company in... Specifically, uh, the guy. His name is Scott MacArthur. He's also in The Righteous Gemstones. Really good actor. He's the guy who, uh, Je- who Jesse realizes that he's yeah. seen him that, before. That guy's an awesome actor. Um, in Breaking Bad, I, this is a, a point that was made by a former TV critic, now turned TV writer um, Greenwald. Andy Greenwald, um, where he said, "Like that would be a whole season-long arc where it really pays off that you're seeing them, but instead they're introduced as these." Welding company that helped capture, like helped, uh, prison imprison uh, Jesse while he was being captured by them, and then he just kind of gets his revenge and goes off along with this thing. Where that could have, if you write this for a season, then you can let that flesh out. It's hard to introduce new characters to this already vast world when you're already working on a time crunch. Yeah, when and people sees- are like, "Oh, we we only got forty five minutes left to go." Like, when he sees the
0: welding truck and he has that realization. I thought I'd miss something. I was like, "Wait a second. Am I supposed to recognize this?" No, it's yeah. it's a,
2: it's a new thing that yeah. they're bringing
0: into this. But I do like on the other hand, I do like that when we see those guys, we are tricked into thinking they are cops. Like mm-hmm. it, Oh yeah, for sure. You yeah, go the- most of that sequence thinking that they're legit. And I love the the moment where Jesse is like in the shadows and he you pulls out... You two are cops. <laughs> he pulls out the gun. That was all awesome i mean i yeah, i loved well the tension of that whole scene is just really well done yeah i mean hitchcock who
2: i mean Alfred the, what
0: <laughs> that middle act
2: is the best part about
0: this movie especially just like everything
2: about that felt so classic breaking bad of him like going around searching all over the place pulling like floorboards up not being able to that find the money everywhere shot the top the down shot apartment. of everything that's what Ooh. i wanted to specifically that like just brought back everything <laughs> that i love about this show and about the aesthetic of this show yeah um well
1: that's that's a testament to what vince is good at which is taking his time because it, like that takes him like what like 10 and 12 hours almost that we're expected to believe also like just little things like when he's flipping channels to find his parents it's like the the 12th channel Mm -hmm. is his parents I'm like oh yeah this is what Breaking Bad was it was like it nothing was rushed Mm -hmm. so those moments really shine in the movie
2: I didn't love uh, that exposition dumps were delivered via news things that's a very TV thing too that whenever you see a movie you're like that's lazy storytelling well I
1: want to I want to backtrack though because one thing that I will say about this movie that I, I knew going in is that Aaron Paul, God love him. I love him. We love him. He's not as good of an actor as Brian Cranston because right. Brian Cranston is a top tier actor. This is nothing against Aaron 100%, Paul, yeah. uh, particularly the later iteration of Jesse to me was less compelling than the earlier version because the, Aaron Paul to me, he was cast in that role to play an energetic youthful type. And then he like the way his character went, he ended up being like world weary. Yeah. Just PTSD all over the place. Uh, And that wasn't his acting wheelhouse at any point in his career up to that point. So that was mainly, that was a big detractor for me to be completely honest. However, Aaron Paul, this is a sports phenomenon. It's like the thing about how golfers, when they're playing against their friends, they do worse, even if they're trying really hard. And if they're playing against other golfers, they do better. When he's in a scene with a superior actor, it brings out the best in him. So anything with Todd and Jesse, home run, 100%. Anything, obviously, with Walt and Jesse, 100%. Even Robert Forster got some great fucking scenes out of Jesse. Yeah. One of like, my
2: favorite scenes was the scene where he first walks into the vacuum shop with Robert exactly, Forster. Exactly, but
1: that, that's all to say that starting the movie with Badger and Skinny Pete uh, did, did not rub me well. It didn't rub me right. Uh, I like I love the characters. We love to see them. It was fun to like re- be reminded that they exist. I like the last moment he has with skinny. That Pete. was awesome. Yeah, He's it like was like, you're my hero shit. It was yeah, it was really great. But those three acting together, I wasn't like prestige. Yeah, drama. Like, uh, yeah, I was <laughs> thinking like, oh, is this is this the movie you wanted? Yeah, to it just, tell it just <laughs> it's like the story that needed to be. And told? And again, this is a matter of having to put a lot of stuff into an hour fifty five that he d- wasn't able to start us on a wow note, but. That didn't impress me much mm-hmm. to quote Shania Twain. Uh, okay. So you're skinny Pete <laughs> that don't. impress. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's, that's another reason the movie was a little bit lopsided for me. However, uh, the Todd shit, I mean, some of my favorite scenes of the year in any film is, is those Todd scenes when they're, you know, they're going around town. Jesse Plemons Like he's a god. We already. Yeah. I I feel like we need to give him like most of this pod. Like he's so
2: like, I mean, just think about how he's introduced. He's just like, we're going to go out on a trip. (laughs) And the first thing he does doesn't help get a dead woman out of his apartment. He's just like, Hey, can you help me like put this hood on my car? Yeah. And we spend like five minutes of them. Like, Picking this up and placing it on the car. He's just like, Yeah, just come in, check out my apartment. Yeah, it's nice,
1: isn't it? Don't you like it? Look <laughs> pretty oh, enough. yeah, there's a
2: dead body right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, why'd you kill started. her? <sighs> she she found my money. No, she would never steal my money. She's a wonderful housekeeper.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, she's way better. She's than-
2: like, He is so fucking good. Like, I just, I don't, it's
1: it's one of the, it's a great, it's one of the best written sociopaths of all time, like easily because he's aggressively normie. It's not like an American psycho, which was at, at the time that was a depiction of a normie. psychopath. This is like normie in terms of like, you work with this guy and you're like, Oh my God, this fucking dude, like (laughs) there's always something a little off about him. Like, and it makes sense for the character because think about who his uncle is. Like, right. think about the life he's lived his whole life. He isn't full of malice in his heart. Death is just something that is a fact of life for him. Like, he he sees killing this woman like, he, like you would see killing a fly or whatever. Like I, it's just... It means nothing. I love
0: the moment where they are folding her into the carpet and they have to unfold her. So he takes the... The belt, the that, belt he used, he on, that he used it on that he used to kill on. her and
1: fucking puts it on. It's oh my iconic. God. Like that's an iconic character. It's- and then they're, you know, obviously they're driving in the scene afterward and he's singing that 70s song. Yeah. Like he's just having a ball. Um the
2: Well, Jesse's rolling around in the bed of a truck yeah. next to a dead body. Well,
1: so this is what I was talking about earlier. There's a great vulture interview with Vince Gilligan that I'm gonna talk about later on as well. But that scene Uh, initially Vince was just like, yeah, the point of the scene is we wanted to have a a slow pan of him driving and you, it slowly zooms out and you realize that Jesse's in the back. Like you slowly realize that it's just Todd. And then they were like, what if Todd's like having a great time? Like (laughs) what if he's having a ball? So then they have him singing the song and they were actually on the road. Obviously they don't do green screen, Yeah, but they were like towing, you know, the camera crew were in a truck that was, was towing Todd's car. And the whole thing, how he tries to get the truck driver to honk, was improvised. <laughs> and then he's like, "Ah, whatever." When he doesn't honk, that was all just Jesse. And they, he said Man. that like he was really surprised they could use the cut because like everyone was laughing really hard. Yeah, even though it's like uh, the whole point of the scene is immense S- darkness.
0: <laughs> well, I, I get a, I get the feeling that Plemons uh, has always been talented, but they gave him this role that was probably really different from anything else he'd done before He's
1: and like Mike
0: it, it puts him in it puts a <laughs> similar sociopath it puts him on the map and the show finishes uh, about six years ago he goes on to do you know Fargo and Game Night and all these other things and now he gets to go back yeah. to the role and build on it even more He's, so I yeah. think that's that's why he is the MVP of the show or or of the movie, I should say the best actor because he is on this trajectory where he is building upon his talent. It's like, he is, he doesn't even know how good he can get. He's like, Oh, you think I'm this good? I can be even better. Oh, I can be even better. Like, we might see this guy be the next great actor of his generation. Well, so at that's right. I wanted to bring that
2: up because so uh, so right after that we have the scene when they're they go out there they bury the body. Oh um, man, what a great scene! all just looks beautiful. Um, and aside from that, those massive it, has like, wides. it has some great humor to it um, where there's just like, do you want to say any words to this about this dead body that he's buried that you've never Jesse met before? Jesse gives him this look like, yeah, <laughs> There's <laughs> all like, that. No. And then he, Jesse gets the gun and he has a cha- he could just shoot Todd right then and like so, escape free. Yeah. But it really gave me vibes of like a Ramsey Reek situation from yeah. Game of Thrones. And it explains that scene. If anything about adding to the show itself, it is that scene where you understand why in the season finale and the last couple episodes, why Jesse is just this shell of him form of his former self is that you see a little bit of these moments where the todd character has ripped all of the humanity out of him and he's basically just like a feral animal at yeah, this point because we
0: skip forward the final three episodes of mm-hmm. breaking bad because we get ozymandias the big climax and then um what's it called granite state is like months him moving
2: to new Hampshire. uh Yeah, New Hampshire moving in New Hampshire. Yeah, Yeah,
0: so that's like months, months later that we pick up with him there going back to Albuquerque. So that whole time when Jesse's in the hole cooking meth...
1: We don't see that. And yeah. it was good to get those uh those little snippets well, in. Well yeah, and he he goes from it's not just that he's a feral animal, he's a domesticated animal. He yeah. is that's like there yeah. yeah. all throughout the, the entire flashback sequences with Todd there it's rife with imagery of uh him being a dog. Like him being treated like a dog by Todd cuz Todd does not see He's anybody. literally on a leash. Yeah, and there's I mean there are quite twi- two instances where he pets him on the head. Yeah. Like the whole yeah, that's the whole thing and that's why like the scene with the gun is like what you said to you, you're like, hey, drop it, buddy. Oh, you want a treat? You know, like it was, it was a pet. Like it was just subhuman. He was. That was. You want to get a pizza on the way home? That what can't
0: pizza deal. I mean, like? think about, think about the moment when Jesse strangles Todd in that final episode. Yeah. Like now. I mean that had context then, yeah. but now with this movie, it has even more context yeah. because we get these moments. And well, yeah,
1: because even back then we wanted to kill Todd. Yeah, but now we are like, oh my god, this guy. This guy has he does he doesn't know the, how he's being when he's like, hey, so check out the place. And then to his slave, <laughs> he's telling like, hey, it's a pretty bitchin', huh? Check out my room. Just his <laughs> like a lot of pastels. Yeah, he's like, what is going on? And he is so like that. The gun scene to me was the most Breaking Bad of any scene any new scene new quote-unquote new in this mm-hmm. movie because uh it's about psychological breakage like it's about uh the inside of him there's no physical thing that is taking the gun away from him it's just his inside yeah uh absolutely insane also the location they shot you guys mentioned it's gorgeous i was like were they saving a location because they shot all breaking bad in the desert. and None of it looked this cool. Like when they finally the do the, the overhead shot and it's like almost like fra- it's gorgeous. Yeah. turns out that was a location Gilligan saw. He got a helicopter license the past few years and he saw nice. it driving a helicopter and he was like, I'm going to shoot a movie there Yo, and, oh. and he had to get permission from the local native tribe that's on there. Like, yeah. And it, uh, he, he, yeah, cause I was like, well, they they used up the desert. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it's pretty much like I wish that this was playing in more theaters. I tried to mimic the theater atmosphere as much as I could where I had all the lights. Out. I had on my big screen TV with the surround sound and everything nice. else. But I wanted to see this on as wide of a screen as possible because there are these very classic Breaking Bad yeah. w- ultra wides. I love in this movie.
0: I love the opening scene with Mike. That looks yeah, gorgeous. I, They're looking out over the lake, which I'm assuming is the same lake where Mike dies. The river, yeah, the yeah. river where he dies. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so that Definitely. was a, a nice little moment. It sets up the end when, you know, Jesse's finally in Alaska. So these, again, these flashbacks, they, they serve the story in a, in a really good way. And I'm, we got to talk about Walt. So we get the Walt scene uh
2: which it was like the worst kept secret in the world like i if you follow aaron paul on instagram then you could tell they've just been hanging out yeah curiously like
1: three like yeah. the entire was time he, while this was shooting was he wearing a bald cap uh i don't know it didn't look like it to me yeah i it think looked, he shaved his the head same. I, i'll say uh another thing in that vulture interview is vince saying like that was always like it had to happen because they it's Breaking Bad still. Like there is no Breaking Bad without Walt. Yeah. Even if he's just in one scene, he has to be there. It's not an option. And
0: I like I like how they didn't do uh, like a very special episode of Breaking Bad where things get really sappy and and re- they really try to like pull on your heartstrings. It's like no, it's just to them, it's just another day on the job. They're just getting a uh, little food. It at was this nice diner. to see
2: like young jesse like we got to see between that scene and then the uh, you see it a little bit what in the robert forrester scene but it was like the classic jesse comes out a yeah and that exactly. was nice to see where like jesse the server walking around he just pulls out like a hundred dollar bill and hands it to the guy who's just like yeah leave the picture here <laughs> nice. like it's yeah. the, I, the relationship was awesome in I the early days miss all of that stuff i mean it was like You could say it's a little bit corny. The exact dialogue that they have about you're lucky that you have that you're in this situation. That was a scene
1: that was actually meant to be in season two. Uh, Oh no way! I don't think they ever even shot it, but it was written like in season two, they obviously changed it a bit, I'm sure. But that's another thing in the vulture thing. Like that is, they're just talking about like, what will you do after? Yeah. That scene was already like predetermined. But it
0: fits in well into the theme of exactly. the story
1: because it's all about, well, yeah, what
0: I mean, Jesse will do after. Well,
1: yeah, because we, he doesn't tell anybody what his actual plan is. Like he's going somewhere, but then you have a life. Like I <laughs> am going also to glad that, uh,
2: um, one other, uh, side note. yeah, I'm going to college. Um, <laughs> I get a, crazy to get a nice business
1: days. degree he, him living in a dorm
2: jesse like, is definitely a big joker fan for sure i um, love i love the no, moment
0: I, the moment where he's like get your ged and he's like you handed me my diploma yeah i graduated just like
2: assuming that he's a piece of shit <laughs> high school dropout no i um i like that and also i like that this movie doesn't it doesn't degrade the relationship that Walt and Jesse had because they actually did have like a beautiful father son relationship for the most part. It kind of fell apart towards the end, but Jesse still loves Walt. Like there is still part of him that really loves him despite the fact that Walt is the reason why he was a prisoner like he wouldn't he even be close him. to yeah he wouldn't he freed him and he also wouldn't even be close he would still just be selling dime bags on the street if it wasn't for Walt. and so there is like a little bit of admiration there and i'm glad this movie doesn't try and undercut that in a way and have a lot of like negative hindsight looking back You know, yeah it like about let's and, rewrite the like, relationship been, right, like i was saying yeah. i've been rewatching the show and like Jesse does like, as much as they like kind of poke at each other, it's fun to go back and revisit the story because you can tell Vince Gilligan is somebody who always had the full story in his mind. And they do kind of have a little bit of like fun friendly banter with each other. That's almost like a good father, teen, young adult son kind of a dude the, the tragic
0: thing to me, though, and it it happened in it popped up in that scene in the diner where, Walt has a family he has a son and he's treating Jesse like
1: yeah. his yeah. only son like well, he's yeah. you
0: can tell that he's he's like he cares about what this boy will do will he go to college will he have a life yeah well and that's it's one it's of like, the
1: dude like one of the original themes Walt of the show Jr. was that he views his entire family as a symptom of him compromising like he doesn't he sees them all as things that are getting in the way of him be, living the actual life he was supposed to live you know uh, I have a couple other straight thoughts. One, one's kind of negative. Uh, one thing that this movie brought up that was actually never a strong point of the series, which is that the song drops are always amazing in breaking bad. And in this movie, like the s- songs that they play are incredible. The, the scoring is not great. Like, it was always rough in Breaking Bad, to be honest. Like, very, like, CSI core. Yeah. Like, nothing else. Well, the theme song is a whole nother thing, because that became iconic, and it'll always be in our brains is like, that. But it is uh, pretty corny, in my opinion. Like, yeah. not a great theme song. Uh, and just, like, the scoring in general, action sequences, you notice in this movie, they did not update from Breaking Bad. And it stuck out a lot to me that it was, like, CSI style. The How they have those weird muted drums right before action. It's like... it's like what are we in right now there's a drum and bass song at one point like you guys are better than this like there's one there's you know one person they should fire sorry vince hate to say it damn um and then another one this is the big snippet from that interview this was the the you know headline uh someone they were asking him about like the ending and, and sacrifices that he made uh and he originally wanted his first instinct for Jesse was in his mind, the years following the show was like, he gets away. Then uh, he got bored with that idea in his head. And as he was starting to actually, so he develop always wanted this,
0: to make this movie.
1: Well, yeah, but as he was starting to develop the movie, he had it in his head. He was like, no, I'm going to have it. So Jesse, cause he says in the interview, like he sees Jesse as just inherently heroic because he, he has good in his heart and he continually sacrifices himself for others. So he was like, yeah, Jesse's end is like this ironic uh, dark twist that he does it once more like he the movie is him and some other character who he never even figured out who this character is and jesse ends up going to jail for this character and that's the end of it Damn. and he asked his girlfriend whose name is holly ironically uh he asked her and then like the better call Saul writer's room and they were both like no don't do that he needs to get away. <laughs> like, why are you yeah. torturing this man? <laughs> why are you, sh- so dark. But, why are you torturing Jesse? But I
2: mean, I I do have, like, some serious problems with the storytelling, which we were talking about before. But it's like the Weldon Company storyline is like, it's so rushed. It is so rushed of a storyline to have in there. They only come in... Halfway into the movie, and then it's just like they're established. Jesse needs more money. He goes there, he kills them, he gets the money, he goes to Alaska. Like it's very, very shallow. And that did bother me while watching it, where it is something that it's an idea for a plot line of a season of a show, but it it isn't yeah, well. It isn't characters. well baked in yeah. a two-hour movie.
0: I I love the the whole western shootout though. I was
1: like, good for you. Oh, Vince. that was awesome. You, you got, got to these do coked out fucking idiot <laughs> welders. Like that was all great. Yeah, and like you he's said, got I the like second, that actor. Yeah, the, the no, yeah, 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 He's got the second in gun in the jacket, and he shoots him with that one, not mm. the one he's showing a twenty-two. <laughs> yeah,
0: like that's that's smart right there. Because
1: that's what I was thinking when he got the guns from his uh dad's safe. Which also I enjoyed that. Like. You, you think, oh, he's going to take their money and he takes the guns. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> I was like, you're going to bring a 22 we- in there. You're <laughs> going to get murdered. Should we talk about, uh, we got to talk about Jane.
2: No, but that's what I was going to say. As, I don't know about you guys, but that was the one cameo that really worked on me. Also, it's just in like one tiny little scene it's towards the end. Yeah. It's, it was tasteful. it's tasteful. It's very
1: tasteful. It's very tasteful. It's not saccharin. It's not sweet. Jane, it's almost. The, the Jane opposite.
2: moment was literally like that's. That's that might be like one of the first couple things I think about with Breaking Bad was her death sequence is one of the most powerful moments of the entire show. Oh yeah, it's well, um,
1: it's one of the first moments where you are losing. And Walt. the yeah. Jesse
2: Jane relationship is a truly like a beautiful TV relationship for thinking about. They were only in sappy. a season together. It's not sappy. Yeah. It's very believable. These are two. Addicts that are together. It makes sense why they are together, but they are making each other better people, and I love that. I really, really love that cameo. But she, a lot. She
0: dies because she dies of a drug overdose. I mean, Walt lets her die. But but they were were doing
1: H together. Yeah, yeah. right. That was H, right? Yeah,
0: they're not. They're not necessarily
1: making each other. Yeah, you can't die from crystal meth. (laughs) (laughs) No, but they're they're like passed out they're not like cleaning Mm -hmm. aggressively like they're not like itching their skin (laughs) and shit but yeah uh,
0: another i did i did like the the fact that it was a flashback because that's Mm -hmm. one thing that i was worried with these cameos like i knew like we knew that they were gonna happen it's a big reunion uh return to your best friends movie which is fine i don't really have a problem with that but i i think i would have had a problem if we would have gotten like like visions you know, like the ghost of Walt <laughs> and Jane haunting Jesse. As That's a escapes. very different
2: show. I that, okay. I would have
1: hated that. that. I'm glad it was fat flashbacks. That was another thing that he was going to do, and he decided not to. Yeah, good call. And I'm trying. I'm trying to remember who. Oh, the uncle. What's his name? Uncle James? Is that his name? Uncle Jack. Uh, uncle Jack. He he was going to be alongside Jesse on oh, on this, on this journey do to that. escape, saying things to him like. Oh, that that cashier looked at you sideways. You better kill him. He's on to you. Like and like making Jesse like you better shoot work.
0: shoot with the gun gun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's is like dressed like Atlas Tom He has like a
0: leprechaun look to him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, that was gonna be, and that was well, that was something he didn't even need to ask anybody. That was just an idea he had that he immediately discarded because that's horrible. Yeah. That's stupid. But Vince knows. Mo- like, 99% of the time, he knows the right move. And he did a good job with this movie, despite some shortcomings. Another little fan service thing uh, that was pretty blatant, the, the, the only street corner where you street- see the two street signs are Holly and Arroz, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Holly, Walt's daughter, and Ryson?
0: Oh, would you, would I, yeah, Ryson? That's, Rycin, that's yeah. what I would guess. And they, they, they have, like, several shots of that mm-hmm. intersection. It's like, they really want you to see it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, (laughs) The very end, once he's in Alaska, I thought was beautiful. uh, He has the letter to Brock. Um, Yeah. It's it's a nice, sweet
1: moment. I guess we could pause it and read it. Uh, didn't feel the need to.
0: <laughs> I I'm fine with that. You know, like whatever he has to say,
1: it's well I mean Brock. I'm glad it wasn't VO'd. Yeah. Like
0: dear Brock. Yeah. And everyone's just like, oh no, you <laughs> <laughs> I we had the, killed that that,
1: your that mom. was what
2: the Kristen Ritter cameo was for <laughs> was to give you that kind of a little bit of a tear jerking moment. Yeah. And well, knowing that it was at the end of the story that you like literally that cameo comes a minute and a half left in the movie. Yeah, Maybe less, I was, like, it's right at the end. I was
1: also almost hoping that they didn't even show that the letter was to Brock, because I knew it was the second mm-hmm. he was reading it. I was like, well, who else would he write? Like, he wasn't even on good terms with the mother. Did she die? I don't even remember. She got shot. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's she fucking dead. Jesse uh, Plemons uh, Yeah, Todd, Todd murdered her. He has, really, uh, Jesse has multiple letters worth of
0: apologies <laughs> to
1: make to Brock.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's part of the reason why Uh, Jesse is like in full dog mode because Todd is like, I killed her and I will kill the little boy too. If Mm -hmm. you don't do what I say. Uh, And that guilt is crippling. Yeah. The, the big thing about the end that I kept racking my head around is like, I feel like, you know, like I keep saying, I, I love the version of the movie. We got the, the whole back with your friends back in this world um, with all these characters But I think, I feel like I would have liked the movie more if it started in Alaska. If it was like, all right, Jesse gets away, and now he's in Alaska. Yeah. See, like now we get a full movie of this guy who is haunted by his past as he tries to start a new life. I feel like I would have liked that. I think
2: I I agree a thousand percent because I think that, I mean, the way this movie is framed, I didn't have any doubts in my mind that he would escape. Like I didn't right, think yeah. I, I never Was in any kind of like worry That like oh my god he's gonna get shot by the Welders in this showdown yeah. that was, <laughs> He's gonna get shot by Welder number two that we just Met 30 <laughs> minutes ago oh yeah. no You don't think I didn't have, have that kind of concern danger. So like I would have rather Seen something and that would have made more sense To
1: warrant a movie about yeah, that Like in the my flashbacks opinion, should be just, The escape exactly almost. like
2: I would have I would Have preferred that I agree with I you. mean
1: I was thinking about that a lot because obviously naturally when you're dealing with a movie that has you know six seasons basically of material and then flashbacks within it for material that di- happened concurrently with that material uh you you're going to be thinking about how to chop it up because it could have been done differently uh this this version of it was good this it, was yeah, a good movie it was good i do th- i don't yeah even without changing the the very fabric of it i think i don't know for some reason the whole time i was just thinking the flashbacks are they make it seem as though there's not enough material in the movie to sustain itself when you yeah, it's know like that's not the out. case because the actual problem is that there's too much material. Yeah. Uh, so I think it could have been handled better uh, either by doing like something like what you said, which completely changes it or just by like in the edit kind of like changing it I just it up. think
0: it, it would have been so cool to see like, a, a different Jesse, whatever his new name is, like just trying to live a normal life. And Mr. he's like, Driscoll. I'm telling you and he's Jesse paranoid, in the dorms
1: and he's paranoid that like they found him. Yeah. Jesse's on the quad. He is supposed to be like an 18 year old with his new yeah. identity. Everyone th- thinks he's a cop. Yeah. Um, they're uh, having parties and he wakes up in the middle of the night and just goes on a rampage and shoots everybody. He's being hunted by a young clone of himself. <laughs>
0: Let's see oh that God. movie. Oh no, Called I'm like, having traumatic experiences. <laughs> like, uh, 40X Gemini Aquarius man, yeah. or something El <laughs> <No>. Camino man, <laughs> car man.
2: <laughs> I did have one question before we get out of here. Who do you think is going to inspire more shooters, <laughs> Todd or Joker 2019?
1: Uh, Ben Shapiro. <laughs>
0: Okay. He already has. It's so it's end of story. He would, already has inspired Todd, like three. How would Todd inspire shooters?
2: Uh, sociopaths that see this and they're like, I'm not alone. And yeah, they're I'm like, I'm going to kill
0: my <laughs> cleaning lady.
2: I mean...
1: Ta- the character much. Todd inspired me to like become an actor. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you see that and you're like, man, you can do anything. Yeah. Like, you this ugly man, fuck. <laughs>
2: you're like, well, I could just do
1: what I do normally and people will pay me for it. Well, also another thing Vince said in that interview that cracked me up was he's like, Todd just has this thing where he's the worst guy ever, but you just like him. And I don't know if you remember the reception of Todd back in the day. It was not that the fan base at large wanted to murder Todd. (laughs) Like the the first time you see
2: him, you hate him immediately. Well, that's how I feel about him. And then on like episode three, he murders a child because they stumble upon
1: him. Like no one likes the character. They like that every scene with him in it is a 10 out of 10. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. like the first thing he does is shoot a kid and Vince is like, you just like the guy. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: Walt likes him. Walt is not put off by Todd. He yeah. like takes him into his, uh, under his, his yeah. wing.
1: And very importantly, Jesse from the jump is hates. Yeah. Him. He's like, this guy's bad news. Yeah. Don't cause he, they're polar opposites. Yeah. Everything about them is opposite. I mean, I'm,
0: I, I'm a hundred percent sure that there's been like some sort of writings done on the show. And like the, the, the three sons of Walt, mm-hmm. his real son, and then you got
1: Jesse and Todd as, like, the yeah, other two. My three sons. And yeah. also Gail Bedecker is almost the I, son of Walt. Yeah,
2: that's that's I, I, my fan fiction I'm, that I'm dancing, writing, so. I'm
0: dancing around some sort of, like, classic Greek myth. Yeah. Because it, it, it's, like, it's so clear cut. There's the blood-born child. There's the child with the heart that's, like, meant to be the one. But he is the one that is uh doomed yeah and then you have the monster son who is being like papa whatever thy bidding must be
1: <laughs> so um, great show good movie Todd's so good Jesse Plemons so good the the issue with him is like he, a lot of people like in critical circles are calling him like the next Philip Seymour Hoffman problem is uh originally for like Hoffman had a good decade where he had a likable face yeah he was like very charismatic he wasn't a, he was never attractive but he had like he looked like your like big but alcoholic buddy who's a fun time todd from the jump has been so hateable in everything well plemons plays philip seymour's hobman's son yeah. in the master which is yeah. by the way maybe check it out <laughs> yeah it's one also of, one of my favorite perfect movies casting that for like that. Yeah, yeah of course but uh that's the problem with Plemons, is you cannot even give him a hateable lead role, because he's almost too hateable for oh, that. Oh, yeah. Don't put him in the lead. Like, I don't know
0: what you would... You, it'd have to be
1: some sort of, like, master-ish role, where he is, like... Yeah, but even then, he's magnetic in the master. He's He has a charisma, and then behind closed doors, he's a monster. Plemons, like, you he just, he just want to beat him up. And then he wins you over with his method. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His suave... You just like the guy. I've, I... <laughs> That I mean, I genuinely when like because like I said, I really wasn't buying in in the beginning of the movie because we weren't seeing like the top tier acting that I was used to with Breaking Bad. And then Todd comes around and you're like, thank God. Well, OK, so that is I, I led the spoiler section by
2: asking if this let if this lived up to the hype And in my opinion, it doesn't entirely, but it's mostly just because Breaking Bad is a near flawless show, and this is just a good movie. And for me... It's a good movie. That's not putting it down. But when the source material is that great, there's nowhere really to go but down. Yeah. And
0: for me, the fact that I've seen Better Call Saul puts it another notch Mm -hmm. even lower Mm -hmm. because it's like you have this precedent of the story being expanded upon in a Really excellent way.
1: And then in this movie, it's like, yeah, it's mm. good. It's solid. It's, it's still yeah, it's old, on it a little bit. Uh, another uh, snippet from that. It's a great interview. You should read it. On Vulture? Yeah. I'll um, link it.
0: But he says notes. that,
1: I mean, obviously they, you know, tried to think of how to incorporate various characters and they were like, yeah, we would have loved to have Anna Gunn and like, you know, Schrader, we would have loved but to they have never interacted Anna. with Jesse. Yeah. And also uh, then it would just be a reunion show. Like well, it, w- it would be all fan service if every scene he's going to another yeah. person is <laughs> being like, Hey, help me out.
2: Well, also, I mean, I said specifically before about Anna gun about how Anna gun specifically has kind of a little bit of a negative attitude to the show just because of the whole fan uh yeah the got stupid swarmed. fan outrage if anything like you'd think like maybe rj Mitty has nothing better going on that he would pop in but why the fuck would walt jr show up on this yeah on this well, movie and then
1: when it comes to saul um he said that they they wanted to get him incorporated but gilligan no longer is a showrunner better call saul he started it out showrunning, but he's not anymore and he the guy who runs it now his last name is uh gould he is taking that character in directions that Vince didn't want to fuck with. Like you know, he didn't want to cross universes when he no longer is the yeah. definitive voice of the Better Call Saul universe. It's
0: uh, it's Peter Gould at this yeah. point. Well, at this point, the the timeline has pretty much reached where we meet saul in uh in breaking bad well it's like right still, up there it
2: might be a little bit also because i could be wrong a little bit on the timeline here but doesn't saul kind of dip out of town whenever oh yeah no. ozymandias times happen no that's the thing so it already already makes gone. sense time wise but they for him still to pop up.
1: they still wanted to just because they have odenkirk on hand and everyone loves mm-hmm. him <laughs> no he he's uh he is gene and he works at a Cinnabon yeah. in Nebraska. <laughs> what if, yeah, what if uh, Aaron Paul just went to Cinnabon and just started Hell working yeah. there too? <laughs> Hell yeah. There's a show. That's the show. All right. And that's the pod. So thanks for listening. Let us know what you thought of El Camino. Let us
2: know what you think about Jeremy Renner.
0: Uh,
1: yeah. That is or, how we
2: started this podcast. Oh, I have news, Let's by the forget. way. I don't
1: know if there was an error in my app or something, but the feed is back up. Okay. However, my post was buried by the oppressive algorithm yeah. of so the Renner app. Yeah. So you
0: need to just keep posting The plot thickens. Yeah. Uh, make sure you check out uh, Arctic Dogs in theaters this holiday and uh, (laughs) Gemini don't
2: don't support Jeremy Renner
0: Uh, El Camino man uh, uh, uh,
2: Breaking Bad or El Camino a Breaking Bad story colon and Netflix original
0: yes yes Uh, wherein um, Aaron Paul escapes from a younger clone of himself um, in an El Camino great times I
2: this was a much better 40x experience than Gemini. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. You brought
1: one of those seats to your home.
0: Yeah, I did.
2: Yeah, I, I, sh- I was I was punching
1: him the whole time, <laughs> yeah, the whole I show. Did. just beating you in the back. Oh man! You know how characters only get hit in the back <laughs> in good cinema? <laughs> that's that's how. That's, 40X have you is.
2: ever seen a Jackie Chan movie? Uh, like yeah, Police Story? Back. It's just
0: it's just back shots all day.
1: And can't stenches. can't just,
0: What if I just get a massage chair? Yeah, just get a. Wouldn't shiatsu? that be better? No. Uh, thanks for listening we love you bye bye